Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. As of today, an estimated 9.5 million Americans no longer getting the federally subsidized unemployment insurance benefits. Now, people will still obviously be be eligible for what used to be the normal, the regular unemployment benefits. Daryl Scott, Delaware's director of the unemployment office, is on the phone to talk about this and give us an understanding of what it could mean here in Delaware especially. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Rick, how are you? Uh, I'm well. So I want to get to uh, phone calls first at 302-529-1017, and then we got to talk about what this means, because there are still Delawareans who are deserving of unemployment benefits from weeks, months ago even, and haven't uh, received them. And Daryl and his team worked very, very hard to make sure people can get those benefits. Let's get to Susan. Susan, say hi to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing well, Susan. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I have not received any of my unemployment checks for now 13 weeks. I call in. They tell me the same thing all the time. They have what you, no. What are you hearing? What are they? What, what are my team saying? <clears throat> what the team is saying is that they don't. Um, it's under review, and they can't give me a reason why it's under review. Okay. I, I, I worked with the BCP department because I had to send something in to them. They finished up with me. They told me I had to go back to the regular unemployment. And okay. all I'm hearing is it's under review. So what that so typically what under review means is that when you file the claim there may have been a question regarding, you know, why you left your last employment. So, you know, I don't know whether you quit, you were laid off or what the issue is, but typically that's what that means. But Susan, we're, we're, we're a little more than 13 weeks today in reviewing claims, but if you'll email Rick, R-I-C-K at W-D-E-L.com, and just if you have a claim number or a case number, or but include your you know phone, I'll have your email, of course, and only the last four of your social, and then let me have somebody take a look at it and see if they can explain with a little more detail what you know what what the issue is yeah i've done that three weeks ago and then i did it again last week i sent rick another email well then my team has it i <laughs> well the th- no the thing is what one is as i've shared we've got backlogs in claims processing we have claims in adjudication and the number of escalations that are being managed you know through a variety of sources the governor's office and congressional offices and the like you know, it, it, the team just has work, more work than, than we can currently manage. So I'll ask the team, well, again, for my sake, if you'll send that email, Rick will send it to me again, and I'll have, uh, I'll review it with my team. I'll, I'll use the red exclamation mark of urgency. Go. How's that? Susan, I have a question, a couple of questions for you, please. Sure. So uh, you haven't been paid for 13 weeks. Daryl, you're saying that the backlog goes beyond 13 weeks? We're currently, yeah, we're we're in May. We're assigning cases from um, like early to mid-May, so we're a little bit more than than 13 weeks right now. And part of that is, Rick, as we've talked about it, the fraud, you know, that we we saw in the May June, you know, July timeframe really put us behind. How many so, uh, fraudulent cases have you either adjudicated so far to year to date, or how many do you suspect are still clogging up the system? Well, what I can, the way I can answer that question is, um, as of about a week ago, we had more than 30, I want to say 37, and I, I don't have the number right in front of me, but around 37,000 individuals or employers had reported to us claims they believed to be fraudulent. 
So, and so when you have a couple of if you have a couple hundred employees, if you increase the size of the office, oh, thirty-seven thousand is quite a lot of backlog, and it's well, screwing everybody who's actually it, legitimately do money. Money, it, right? It is. It is. In many cases, those are people saying, "Hey, I got this letter. I didn't file a claim. We put it on hold and sort of moved to the next one." The priority is the adjudication backlog. So, Susan, there may have been a question about your identity. Again, I don't know the specifics of BPC. Why they and that's benefit payment control. I don't know why they looked at it. Well, they but, looked at you know, it because I had left my one job at Amazon and went to work for uh, the hospital. Well. Okay. Uh, that lasted three days, and then my assignment was finished. Well, okay. I, and then I had to send proof that that assignment was finished with the hospital. Okay. And, and I was getting my unemployment since the end of April until the last check I got was June the 12th. Wow. Okay. And then everything so, so, went hold. Yeah, so again, if, if, BPP, if BPC was looking at it, it's because it was flagged as part of a we, – we get reports from – um, of new hires, right? So if you were collecting benefits and someone said, hey, we show that Susan went back to work, then the claim gets stopped to ask you the question. But uh, again, let me have somebody look into the specifics of, of um, you know, again, what, what it's going to take to get your, you know, your claim started again. And Rick, to your point, you know, we're, our, you know, we're trying to stop fraudulent claims as early as possible to keep them from being paid. We're trying to identify claims that were hijacked where somebody changed information and and tried to get the payments for them that's another priority and then this adjudication backlog is the other where we know we have legitimate claimants like susan that that um may have been caught up in one of these processes that we're trying to get their their claim adjudicated and payments made all right susan hang in there okay. all right send me the email can i susan? ask you one one more quick question yeah. yeah um every week on wednesday like clockwork i get that computer generated letter saying that i said that I returned to work, but I didn't put down any, <clears throat> excuse me, any dollar amount. I, yep. I always answered, no, I have not returned to work. Okay. And make a note of that in there. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know the specific system parameter that's driving that notice, but I'll have somebody take a look at that. Okay. All right. Just include that okay. in the narrative along with all the other data that we need. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thanks, great. Susan. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Susan. Yep. This. Spencer. Spencer, say hi to Daryl Scott. Hello, Daryl Scott. Yes. Hey, Spencer. First off, good. Um, let me tell you a little story. Um, I've been a bus driver 11 years. So in the summers, basically, I've collected unemployment. This summer, there was a lag time in collecting it. And I did receive some payments until much later, until um, July fifth when I or fourth when I had to re refile, you know, the yearly thing. And then for some reason I found out two weeks later I got put into the fraud area and mm -hmm. uh this was after many phone calls. And so, you know, I've returned twice the information they wanted, that is my picture ID, my social and my driver's license, you know. And uh well I took a picture of myself holding it. Now Thursday and Friday, I tried to call the, the fraud division, and both times I got disconnected. And then I decided, okay, I'll leave a message to call back. And I've left like four of these messages, no callbacks. Today, I got through, okay? Okay. I spoke with a young person who was quite, uh, you know, listening, you know, listened to me and all. And 
said, well, it's a process and we'll get to you. Now, most of my fellow uh, bus drivers have, you know, gotten their checks, okay, that were backed up. And so I said, well, maybe if I had an appointment, you know, I could come in and clear this up once and for all. And she said, well, um, call the office. They're now taking appointments. So, you know, this is after I've been on hold for an hour this morning. So I called the Newark office, which is my office, and I'm on hold for another hour. Then a delightful person answers the phone. I recite the fact that they, you know, I wanted an appointment. And they said, let me check on that. And they came back and told me that the uh, fraud unit was mistakenly saying that, they, you know, were taking appointments. So I've been on hold for over two hours. And I'm only like, you know, banging my credit cards up a little bit. I did have, you know, some uh, reserve. I'm just, you know, do you understand? I I am a little frustrated. no, no, I, I can understand the frustration. And we, one is, I, I know my deputy director who runs the benefit side of the house, including the fraud group, is listening. And we are just rolling out the mechanism for people to make appointments to be able to resolve UI related um, issues. So, um, Spencer, can you send, um, you, you have access to email, right? Yes, sir. Email Rick, R-I-C-K at W-D-E-L dot com. Just okay. put bus driver and, you know, uh, just a little narrative around, you know, the, the conversation we've had today. And let me have somebody reach out to you about and if we can set an appointment that will make, you know, help us resolve this issue, I'll have somebody reach out to, you know, to make that happen. Excellent. appreciate it. Thank you much. All right. Uh, thanks so much. All right, Spencer, be well. It's uh, Rick at WDEL.com. I mean, this does give people hope, Daryl. It really does. And and I know that you guys are working very, very hard over there, and you do get in front of people. And I've seen over the past few weeks, I've probably gotten about uh, three dozen emails from people who, over the course of just two weeks or so, were able to have their problems solved by your team members. And, and again, that's just really two weeks' worth of, of emails that I got. And uh, it was easily three dozen or more. And people saying, yes, we resolved the problem, resolved the problem. You, did, you do give people hope doing this, Daryl. Well, I hope. I mean, and we are committed to, again, focusing on the backlog and trying to resolve these issues and with, with giving people a chance to make an appointment and get face-to-face, we believe we're really going to be able to resolve some of these issues that people have been struggling with. I hope so. Let's get to Jake. Jake, say hi to Delaware's director of the Unemployment Insurance Office, Daryl Scott. Hey, Daryl. How you doing? Doing well, Jake. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, so I've called the show a few times. I've uh, been unemployed since March. Um, I've been through the interview or through the appeal process with my employer. Yeah. I won I won that about a month ago. I got word that I won the appeal and I still have not collected any any check or anything. So so Jake this may be uh, again I'm not aware of a backlog between those you know the appeals group reporting to the local office what happens is the appeal when the appeal is decided that information goes to the local office and I, I describe it the benefits group right and they and they will uh, release the payments send Rick an email r i c k at w d l dot com just a 
describe just what you you told me just then, and I'll have somebody take a look at it and and see if it's just. Now, how long does it normally take, Daryl? I mean, uh, well, you get a good decision, and then of course you have the backlog, like you said, thirty seven thousand reports of fraud. But you say that's not necessarily affecting this particular department uh, that's going to issue a check to Jake. Yeah, well, what happens is if, if he was denied and the appeals referee reversed the decision, then that, that information goes back to the benefits group and they will release the payments. And I, I know we've got small backlogs throughout the organization, but the, those two groups have been working together re- really well to get information, you know, transfer between, the, between them so that we don't delay people once a decision is made. So, again, if Jake will send an email, I'll have somebody look at it and see if it's just a matter of, uh, somebody going in and uh, releasing the payments. Now, Jake, one thing to tell you is that if you won on appeal through the lower level, the employer does have an ability to appeal to uh, a higher level appeal, which is a five-citizen you know, panel of uh, – or a five-citizen board that reviews and listens to appeals. But, but again, that shouldn't prevent the uh, local office from taking action on that information. So – yeah, they haven't. They haven't uh, notified me of anything, okay. any kind of appeal being. So, hey, well, I, let, let, me you, let me ask you. Let me ask another question, Jake, um, because you okay. know th- this kind of uh, segues into the next topic, which is unemployment insurance benefits. New claims are uh, are ending. Well, the government, the PUA, PUAC, all that kind of stuff is, is ending. And uh, were you on the PUA or PUAC? What were you trying to get there, Jake, or just regular unemployment? I was trying to get the regular unemployment, and they said the PUA would be attached. Uh-huh. Um, but I never signed up for PUA. I just signed up for regular employment, unemployment, okay. and they, they said it was automatic. All right. So so what does he do now, Daryl? Um, you know, does this affect him, this, the ending of these benefits? If, the if he's on the traditional unemployment, no. I mean, he he's limited to 26 weeks of benefit. Okay. Um, that's available, but that it doesn't sound like um, it doesn't sound like he was on the one of the CARES Act programs, the Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation. Right, and but, if he never was, but what was eligible, is it too late to sign up for that anyway because it's over? So he would only be eligible for weeks up to September four. And uh-huh. so if 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 Jake, for example, if Jake's benefits ended at the UI benefits ended in, on August one, he he might have been eligible for PUC until September four. If he is still unemployed, then we would we would again transition. He'd apply, and we would pay benefits through September four on the PUC program. All right, how's that for confusing, yeah. Jake? I, I know. Right. <laughs> no, I get it. Thanks a lot, buddy. Good good luck. Send me an email, right. Rick at wdel.com. All right, man. All right, man. Uh, take care. And uh, if you want to attach any judgment or anything you got uh, that you have, that'd be awesome as well. So, what does this mean, Daryl? Um, the PUAC, MOUSC, all these other different uh, oh my goodness government uh, acronyms—they're all ending. They're go. They've they've ended. They're, it's over, right? Right. So, a couple things. One, um, the the for the week ending September four, that's the last week that we're in. We're able to pay. For the FPUC, the MEUC, the PUA, the PEUC programs. But what people need to realize is that if they have a claim that's pending review and we determine that they're entitled to benefits through September 4 through one of those programs, we're mm-hmm. going to pay them. Okay. Right? So even if we make the decision in September, October, November, if we make that decision and they're entitled to those those benefits, they're going to they're going to get them. So it's important that they continue to submit their week. Well, again, 
if, if they've submitted their weekly thir- search uh, through September, I guess September 5, Sunday was the the last week to submit their weekly cert for um, for those programs. And then again, if they're on UI, so Rick, as I shared the example with Jake, if he were eligible for UI through August 1 and still unemployed, and he were he was entitled to four additional weeks of PUC, we would transition him to that system. He would file a claim. He would he would submit his weekly certifications, and we would pay him, you know, for those four additional weeks. So we're we're focused, keenly focused on trying to make sure that people get every week of UI that they're entitled to. How many people do you think uh, are out there lost, not getting the money they should be getting? Well, there's. Uh, I will tell you that there. Um, well, I know it's thousands. I mean, we know we have you know more than thirteen thousand people that are pending adjudication. Right. So those are people who applied. There was a separation issue. In some cases, Rick, they said they quit. Right. Or they were fired or something of that nature. And um, the claim got kicked. You know, basically it got put into a process to be reviewed by a deputy. Yeah. Um, and then we know we have people who you know were subject to um, potential fraud where somebody may have come behind them using their identity to file a claim. And I don't have a specific number there. It, those are a little more difficult. It's but somewhere within on, that 13,000, could, it, it could be less. It's it could more be, yeah. than, I would say it's more than 13,000 because I know I have 13,000 that are that Pending. are for the adjudication team, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. What do people need to know now? Well, one is, um, again, if they, um, if they were on PEUC, Right, and they uh, the programs expired at the end of this week, and the the and, and they're still unemployed. They need to file again for unemployment, right? So some of those people that are collecting pandemic emergency unemployment compensation, which is an extension of the UI program, they um, again, if they're still unemployed, they can file for uh, UI, um, and. Again, we will go through those claims, and if they had wages on the system and they're entitled to a UI benefit, then they'll, they'll be able to begin collecting traditional unemployment benefits again. Does this also yeah. free up time for your staff to be able to, uh, to have more people able to look at these cases that are being either adjudicated or just backlogged? Well, we're, we're constantly adding people to do that, and we're also looking at as the – number of claims decline and some of the call volume for fraud declines, as I was sharing, we're focused on people whose claims may have been hijacked so we can resume their, their payments. So Rick, those are people that already were collecting, mm-hmm. right? Their claim had been adjudicated and somebody came behind them, stole their identity or, you know, basically acted like them and may have attempted to change a payment method to redirect the payments. And so we're focused on trying to get those people uh, their benefits again, okay. and so some of the fraud people, some of the some of the fraud team may get reassigned to adjudication, so we can clear out that backlog, and uh, and again try and get people legitimate claimants, right? People who have passed security verification and and um, and just need their claim reviewed. So good um, stuff. And we're and we're focused on trying to get into our new facility, which will give us room to add probably another twenty people. Uh, to the team in uh, in mid to late October. And you'll let us know when people can actually come to the offices because it's getting to that point. Yes. Daryl Scott, Director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Benefit Office. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it so much. And uh, if anything changes, just let us know. Thanks, Rick. There's more Rick Jensen coming up on 1150 AM. 
101.7 FM, WDEL.